Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Our work can be such a big part of our life. Work that we find satisfying is related to both mental and physical health. So we're talking again with Dr. Lanisha Adams, Principal Consultant at Edlinguist Solutions. Welcome to Wit and Reason, hosted by psychologist Dr. Alexis Moreno. Dr. Moreno brings her expertise to providing smart and practical explanations on human behavior by interviewing diverse health experts regarding today's ever-evolving life and culture, turning social science and research into relatable, accessible, and useful information you can use. Listen now as Dr. Moreno brings a little bit of positive mental health to your day. Hi, Dr. Lanisha. Hi, Dr. Alexis. Thank you so much for joining us again. We had a previous episode where we were able to dive into our whole career development, talk about what that looks like and how to overcome some challenges that we may face along the way. And today we're going to be focusing our episode on exactly how to put those things into practice. Mm-hmm. So last time when we talked, um, you mentioned that you have this five phase career process, knowledge of self, option exploration, evaluation, action, and futuristic focus. So let's focus on knowledge of self and talk about what exactly do our listeners need to do in order to work through that that phase of their career process. Absolutely. Um, I think So when looking at this diagram that we have in the show notes, um, values in action is a survey that can be that listeners can take to get insight about what are some of the characteristic character traits that they have that really um, 
influence their signature strengths. Uh And um, this survey is free. You can take it and you will see like your top five strengths. Positive psychology, Martin Seligman's work, Uh and a bunch of other positive psychologists have looked at that survey, done tons of research to say, okay, well, if we're operating using our top strengths, Mm -hmm. then we'll be very happy. And then if we're using your top strengths, like compare that to where you are in your current work. And if it's not the best kind of fit, your, your strengths aren't coming out or operating in that setting, then look to possibly change those. So you want to um, kind of take a closer look at patterns and insights you'll mm-hmm. see. And um, a lot of people like these sort of self-assessment, um, you know, tests or yeah. quizzes, but this one is really focused on your strengths. And when I ask clients initially, like, what, what's your top strength? They don't know unless mm-hmm. they have an assessment that influences that. Right. And I appreciate that this survey is just a, a way to kind of explore your values versus just kind of put you into a box. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I would raise caution about is that if you're taking some kind of assessment um, and it's putting you into a very specific category that you just can't get out of, that's going to be a big re- warning sign, a big red flag that um, this assessment may not necessarily be reliable or valid because even in psychological assessment or personality assessment um, in our field, we never just use one assessment or survey to fully understand a human being. Um, we definitely just use it as a guide um, and a way to kind of explore, you know, what what are what's the person experiencing, what's um, a value to the person, um, and then look at how can we expand from that. Absolutely. You know? And the expansion process is, well, yeah. what are my strengths and then how can I expand into a better uh, opportunity at work yeah. at, current, at the current place? Or if you're unemployed, where is your next best place? And then if you're looking to move up, what might that look like and be? Um, so it's sort of answering the question of where am I? What is my life situation? What are my values? And, and how do I see that in place? That's mm-hmm. sort of under the component of knowledge of self. Have you taken that survey? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what did it come up? Oh, man, my top strengths are yeah. having to do with connecting, being uh, I can see that. a love of learning, sort of wanting to be creative. Uh-huh. And I always think about, well, how can I sort of accentuate that strength today. Yeah. And then it's, um, there are 24 outputs. Okay. So the top five are your sh- signature strengths. And then the bottom sort of five are the ones where it's not your weaknesses. It's more or less like you're not, you don't showcase those as frequently as the top ones. Uh-huh. And so I always look for that. And gratitude is in my bottom five. Oh yeah. And cause I, I think critically uh-huh. and that sometimes skews you negative. Yeah. Right? And so yeah. you're looking like, well, what's missing and whatever. And so uh, I'm currently kind of implementing this process where I'm noting my f- top five things to be grati- grateful for every Very day. Very cool. Um, yeah. And it's already kind of started shifting. I've been doing it a couple weeks, uh-huh. um, so I, I kind of like that approach. Yeah, that's definitely something that I have to keep on the top of my mind, too, because otherwise my job is to find problems and then focus on solutions on how to fix them, you know? So you and I both have very critical, <laughs> critical eyes. Yep. Yeah. It's well, tough. That's what makes us good consultants though, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's hard. Like, yeah. It's hard. We'll figure out what the problems are and how to fix them. Totally. <laughs> 
Okay, so how long does it take for a person to fill out this values and action survey? It takes about five to 10 minutes. Awesome. Um, and then, you know, with all of these kinds of assessments, you want to do it as quickly as possible. Like it'll ask you a series of things, you check, mm-hmm. and then you get a nice, pretty output uh, of a PDF and sent to your email, and you can, that's confidential, or you can share it with other people. Great. Um, and so I, I highly recommend that, and it's free. Oh, yeah, that's, that was going to be my next, my next one. So we'll have a link to this on our website, witandreason.com. Let's see. So are there other pieces um, or resources that people can use for to expand their their knowledge of self? Absolutely. So Mm -hmm. once you get your output of your signature strengths, um, there's a whole um, website, Authentic Happiness. And if you look, once you take the assessment, you'll see like sort of uh, you can explore what those things mean. Mm There are YouTube videos and um, just they post questions for you to reflect on your own personal experience. So I, I definitely would say um, use that survey for insights, and that's, in my opinion, the best one because it's free. Yes. And then as far as a more kind of like open reflection process, I always talk about journaling, taking some time for yourself, go to either like a nice, beautiful place out in the forest or the beach or even just in your nice comfortable living room, uh, take out a journal and just think about what is truly important to you. Write those things out and then um, think about what kind of lifestyle you really enjoy. What is it about your lifestyle now that's working for you? Um, What is it? um, what, What kind of changes would you prefer to have in the future? Because those types of questions that you're asking yourself are going to inform what type of career or field might you want to go into. So if you're someone like me, and I'm guessing maybe even you, (laughs) this Mm -hmm. is we're both consultants who really value our freedom and making our own schedules. Um, We might not fit very well in an organization that's going to put us in a nine to five cubicle setting. No. Right? <laughs> that freaks Fail. me out. Like no, it. no. <laughs> so, Fail every time. <laughs> yeah. So we like, we work best at being able to have that autonomy and that freedom. Um, and I figured that process out by just doing that self-reflection of being really, truly real with myself. It's like, okay, so I've tried different jobs. What do I like? What do I not like? And then what career path is going to be appropriate for me and what works for me and my lifestyle. Right, and you're really highlighting the point of fit. So knowledge of self really helps you understand where you might fit best Mm -hmm. because you don't want to go into a setting that is going to make you sad or not excited about going into the place. Yeah. I mean, that having the autonomy, you know, you'll know that in the interview process if you know that that's what you need Mm -hmm. in order to thrive. Yeah. And even for me, it took me a while to kind of figure that out. In the beginning of my career, I was like, yeah, sure. You know, I could I could work with supervisors who micromanage and I could work with supervisors who just leave me alone. It's, you know, more flexible. In my older age, I'm like, nah, (laughs) (laughs) I like doing my own thing. Life's too short. Right. So keep on going through that process of um, exploring yourself getting to know yourself at each different stage of your life. Um, What you might want out of a career in your 20s might be very different than what you want out of a career for yourself in your 30s, 40s, or 50s, um, especially as your personal life starts to change. So continue on that self-exploration either by using um, something a little bit more structured like a values and action survey or just by free riding, doing some journaling, Mm -hmm. you know, just reflecting on yourself. Absolutely. Okay. So is there any other pieces for this one or should we move on to the next one? Okay. So what other phase of the career process should, should we look at? So going from there, like where am I, what, what is informing where my values and action like really play out? Uh, we want to sort of 
take a look at op option exploration. Mm -hmm. So this is more or less like you look at industry trends, you can see what your career options are. Now, a lot of people, they're like, I don't really know what is out there for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you have to start with your profile of where you've been and sort of start looking at LinkedIn profiles. Mm -hmm. This is like sort of the scope uh, scoping out, like checking out people's profiles yeah. and then looking at even Glassdoor to see where are top rated places. Because if you look at those uh, reviews, you can hear people writing, you, you'll read about people writing, writing, you'll read about people uh, indicating whether or not that place mm. is really good for them. Um, Checking out the reviews, they, huh? Totally, yeah. totally. Just like you would for a stereo. <laughs> you check out the reviews of a company. Absolutely, and yeah. I think that those reviews, especially the anonymous ones, they're 100% real because you start seeing patterns. Yeah. And the higher-rated companies, you know, like, they really support their workers. The pay is really good. I mean, there's so many uh, patterns that you can observe just by reading those reviews. I think that kind of research is mm -hmm. really key and important important so that you can start exploring and then journaling what does that mean in relation to where might you thrive based on what your strengths are. Right. I think that is a very key sort of process to figure out where do I want to go next. Yeah. Everyone's going to be a little bit different. So some people really thrive in crazy, like high tense, fast pace environments and other people really thrive in like just really relaxed, mm -hmm. chill not so much pressure, you know, just you go in, you do your job and, you know, you call it a day and then you go out and live your life. Absolutely. So it's just going to depend on what works for you. One thing that I would say about sort of exploring options, not just um, doing research sort of online, looking at these profiles, but yeah. also getting out and doing some volunteer work, even if it's the one hour a week. Yeah. Um, Catholic Charities has a bunch of like help you could provide to people who are looking to revamp their resumes. Um, there are tons of programs around the city mm -hmm. that deal with youth. Um, just find something that you really love and try to share that passion with someone else. And that through that experience, it may not, it may be totally indirect, but that's a connection. That's yeah. a way to network. That's a way to talk to whomever else is there to see what are the options? Maybe I, you never thought about one of your hobbies or something that you take for granted. Oh, you go and do cleanup or you do a, a volunteer at the food bank. Mm -hmm. Maybe you never thought about the possibilities within that particular place. Right. But if you sort of open your mind to looking at where the things you really love, mm -hmm. that is the that's goal to explore. Yeah, that's what set me out on my uh, career path to become a psychologist. I was forced as a requirement for my sociology class in, in college to volunteer. And I picked a domestic violence shelter in Southern California. And um, I had to go through this horrific 40-hour training to learn all about it in order to work with the children of domestic violence. And just through that volunteer experience, I realized like I wanted to do more than just raise awareness about domestic violence. I wanted to really understand it and work with people to help them find some kind of sense of healing you That's know, amazing. and transition. And it all came from a volunteer position. Wow. I did not even have psychology like on the scope of career possibilities. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's a really good example of, you know. Total synchronicity. You never know. Just go out there, try a bunch of different things, see what happens. And and someone gave me advice at one point because I, I like a lot of different things. So when people would say like, oh, just do what you're passionate about, I'm like, well, I'm passionate about all kinds of stuff, you know? Um, but someone else said like, dude, you may want to consider dedicating your life to something that really pisses you off. 
you know, because mm-hmm. passion could be both something that brings you happiness and joy, you know, like I like gardening, um, not necessarily a career path I want to take, mm-hmm. but violence pisses me off. Right. So that ignites a passion inside me that I want to try to figure out and resolve and help a community heal, you know, and so that's what's really driven my, my career path. That's amazing. And so that's something that could work for other people as well. Absolutely. You know, go out there, volunteer. If there's something that's really fun for you that you could see yourself doing day in, day out, that's awesome. If there's something that you go out there, you volunteer and you see like, well, this is horrific. I mean, there's homelessness, there's hunger, there's um, sickness, you know, there's Mm -hmm. even um, taking care of animals, you know, like it could go across the board. So your passion that drives your career can be a variety of things. Absolutely. And you mentioned um, reviewing organizations. So in addition to reviews that you might find on LinkedIn, the American Psychological Association has um, a program called Creating a Psychologically Healthy Workplace. And a psychologically healthy workplace fosters employee health and well-being while enhancing organizational performance and productivity. So um, a psychologically healthy workplace practices would be grouped into these like five categories. So uh, a company that gets this golden star reward from the American Psychological Association has employee involvement, work-life balance, employee growth and development, health and safety, and employee recognition. And so you could actually go check out um, apaexcellence.org to see their listings of organizations that have won this very difficult award. I mean, it's a rigorous process. That's awesome. Yeah, where they they go and they survey like all of their employees. They go do observational site visits from a psychologist. Um, And so the people who are, or the organizations who are winning these awards have really been evaluated thoroughly. That is a gold standard, more so than like the top 50 places to work. I think that this is extremely rigorous informed by research and observations and not just reviews and like a numbers game. So yeah, it's very um, standardized process too, because you got a bunch of scientists doing it. So uh, take a look at that as well. Okay. So should we go on to a evaluation? And I have it there as such um, to sort of take a look at, uh, so when we think about what where you want to go and kind of where the next phase is, maybe you're cool with the salary that you are receiving. However, you always want to try to make 10%. I have like these personal goals, try to make 10% more than where you were making at the last place. That requires a little bit more negotiation. Wherever you were before, you have tons of skills Mm -hmm. uh, that you acquired on that job, years of experience, and then you can kind of compare that according to your industry, using pay scale, which is a really great resource. You pop in all of the things about you. You don't have to give any personal information. You Mm -hmm. just put in the general details. And then they do this sort of analysis based on job title, and then you can pick the industry. And it will show you where your current salary ranks in relationship to what the averages are for your locale and also the national average. And that's really insightful because a lot of people learn that they're actually getting underpaid. And so then maybe if you're looking to leave, you go to another place and you sort of say, like, based on my years and experience and what I know that I'm worth, Mm -hmm. this is my expected sort of salary. 
after you get through the interview process and right. all of that and get the job. Right. And you sort of negotiate that. And so I think that that sort of evaluation process is really important. Um, and the negotiating, really the main point is negotiating for more than what you think you're worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't underscore that enough because I have a few clients um, and I've s- sort of done some research around how women generally don't uh, negotiate for more than what they think that they deserve. Mm. And I think this 10% more than whatever you're currently getting paid, yeah. that may not even be enough either, but it's mm-hmm. more than what you have. And yeah. so I th- having that kind of mindset of abundance and I'm worth more, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I think is very key when you're looking at sort of where you might go next and how much um, these different career possibilities pay. Right. And that's where psychology comes into it. You know, if, if a person is struggling with distorted or unhealthy core beliefs of I am unworthy or I'm not good enough or I'm a failure, you know, all of those things, whether or not you realize it, they surface out in these different ways where maybe you're not negotiating a salary um, that's appropriate for you. And so by using um you know, research or pay scale to really just help help you understand objectively what should someone like you with your skill set be making. Um, that's a really good place to start. To, so that way we could just start kind of shedding all of that nonsense <laughs> that we may you know be holding about ourselves. Absolutely, because that definitely comes out um, in what type of jobs we get and how much money we make, and mm-hmm. you know, it definitely holds us back. Absolutely. Yeah. And so you said PayScale. Is that PayScale.com? Yes. Okay. So I added that to our list mm-hmm. to go onto the website mm-hmm. on witandreason.com. Um, do you have any idea how long that takes? And oh, it takes service? about five minutes free service. And you okay, can get cool. email alerts and updates for even um, sort of jobs that you're looking for. Uh-huh. Not necessarily like you can put in the title that you want to get. Yeah. Maybe not the title that you currently have. Or just look across industry sort of cool. trends. Do you create like a profile for yourself so everything's yes. saved in there? You don't have to do it over and over again? Yes. Oh, awesome. Yep. And that's a good way to kind of keep uh, keep check of, you know, what you've been accomplishing mm-hmm. along the way. Absolutely. Um, on, on the uh, topic of negotiation um, or negotiating your, your salary, how frequent should that come up? Do you think that's like a yearly thing or? It's when you do your performance evaluations. Uh-huh. Most careers, most jobs have it to where you, you know, they evaluate you. And then at that time, that's when you are supposed to negotiate your salary or discuss uh, a bump up. Mm-hmm. If you're a government employee, there are all these restrictions and like sort of um, standardized processes where yeah. you don't have a lot of wiggle room on that. But um, I totally think that you can negotiate for other things like mm-hmm. uh, reduction in uh, workload. Yeah. Um, how to stay. I mean, if you relieve this from what I, you don't want to do it, mm-hmm. then it will keep me engaged and then I want to take these classes and then you'll pay for that and then that'll keep me uh, staying in this job. Yeah. I mean, that's all part of negotiating, not just for the dollars, but mm-hmm. also for the experience because um, work takes up so much of our life. Right. Um, <laughs> and even if you're looking for more of that work life balance, um, negotiation, negotiating like working remotely, you know, if that's a possibility for you or Absolutely. more vacation time or, mm-hmm. you know, so it could be more than just uh, just money. Okay, and how about like this next phase? Yep. What are we looking at? Action. Action. Um, Let's do it. So this is the main one where, I mean, all of these require some level 
of action, but I think the sort of thing to focus on is having smart goals that you set for yourself. A lot of people know this, uh, you know, smart goal sort of paradigm, mm -hmm. and I think it's really important because you have to be specific, measurable, focus on actions, focus on how relevant it is, and then what are some specific tasks and what specific time frame in which you want to accomplish it. Mm -hmm. That's really key to sort of having your mind, and then to be thinking about. I would say for your career and also for what you want for your life, mm -hmm. because those two are very integrated in a, in a key way. Um, and then uh, prioritizing sort of tasks that, you know, that will help you get there. So you get home from work and you're like, I don't want to do all this research, especially if you've been looking yeah. at the computer all the time. It's like another job. Totally. Yeah. So maybe you just want to take a time out, do some reflection. You could do voice notes. You could do a little vlog. Mm -hmm. You could do so many things, paint, yeah. uh, create a vision board. I mean, there's so many sort of possibilities for this kind of exploration, but the key point there is to take some kind of action to move you mm -hmm. kind of forward in the new path, uh, that you want to go be in. Yeah. And, and I like that you mentioned that even taking some time for self care, is part of that action. So a lot of people get confused. We're like, well, how is taking a break or painting going to help me, you know, get a job? And the thing is, is that like, again, all of this is very much psychological. You could go ahead and try just pushing yourself and pushing yourself and pushing yourself to, to find that perfect job or to get that next job. But hey, if you're burnt out, you know, that's not going to help you especially if you do get that awesome interview and you've been pushing yourself so much and haven't been taking any breaks that you're not going to be your best self. No. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. You want to be your best self total, like as much as possible always. Right. Um, I think in terms of futuristic focus, if we jump to the next sort yeah. of, um, sort of bubble, mm -hmm. um, I think here is like sort of around branding yourself according to your uniqueness. So relying on knowledge of self, thinking about, who are you and what is it that, what kind of, um, if you think about companies and kind of brand aware identities and profiles, what's your personal brand? Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's really key for where you think, where you might start thinking about where, where your next step is or phase is. That wasn't very articulate. No, that's uh, good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it's, uh, having a personal brand, I yeah. think, is really key for uh, thinking about where you might want to end up. So what should be involved in a person's personal brand? Yeah, so um, what is it, how do you sort of present yourself to the world? Uh -huh. um, like, what's your style, right? Mm -hmm. Like, when you put on clothes in the morning. Yeah. So my style is always, like, casual. I always like to present a casual, cool, like, this is how I am. Even in a very professional a corporate, even in a corporate setting, uh -huh. I want that to be um, how I'm. The world is perceiving me. Mm -hmm. That's really important to me. Also, uh, I really like travel, and yeah. I think that is a per very personal, like sort of. I, I'm always traveling. It's a personal thing, but I want people to know that about me because it indicates that I have. I'm open to different cultures. Mm -hmm. I'm open to um, experiencing my environment wholesomely. Mm -hmm. And that's part of what I want. If I were to be employed by someone else, that's what I want them to perceive in me. Yeah. And so you sort of thinking about the things that inform who you are and then how that um, presents to the world externally. It's weird to think about yourself as a brand. I like it, yeah. But it is, is it, we are always... Um, presenting ourselves in a particular way mm -hmm. and people have different concepts of us. We don't know. We may not know what that is, but we intentionally try to look 
and be a certain way every day. Mm-hmm. And we should be conscious of that, I think. Yeah. Uh, and that might help you um, think about where might that best fit. You know, like yeah. maybe a cool, casual person isn't good in a corporate setting. Mm-hmm. Clearly not. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> m- but maybe a corporate, a different kind of corporate environment where that's valued. Like at Google, they don't they are a corporation, but they don't have a corporate like sh- culture like yeah. traditionally. So you, you know, kind of think about where you and who you are and how you're presenting will fit best. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean by brand. And that's sort of the reflection and uh, journaling and mm-hmm. kind of having more insight into who you are. That's yeah. really key. And then also um, sort of having a system for organizing all of your reflections and analysis and having a resume template is mm-hmm. really important for the kind of job. Oh, yeah. People, when they want to revise their resume, they generally send out one and use it for every place. Uh-huh. And that's, you need to have keywords, it needs to be really tailored and sort of um, using a resource like Resume Genius will really help sort of uh, manage that and keeping everything in a cloud-based system would be uh, what I would suggest. Right, and you know what? I love that you talked about people just creating their own brand for themselves because so many people just try to fit themselves into this box of what they think their ideal job or or whatever career path they're supposed to be on wants them to be, um, and and that just it's suffocating, <laughs> you know. It's just mm-hmm. um, and even if you're you know trying to go in a particular uh, conservative um, uh, career or organization, you could still kind of throw in your own little flair in there, you know, something that represents you and who you are. Um, and I like that you mentioned that you like to travel, so, for example. So how would somebody um, take that value and, and express it? Well, give me another value that like, I don't have. What, what's something that you... Well, because I like travel, too, and, okay. and so that's why I'm asking. Give me something else. Um, I like the beach. I like being by the water. Is that... <laughs> Is that something? I think that's something. Uh, what What do you like about being at the beach? By the um, beach? I like its um, relaxed vibe. And do you value that to where that's what you want to present to the world? Oh, man, ideally, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's really important because even in high-stress situations, a domestic violence place, yeah. people are stressed. You don't know what kind of thing that they're experiencing. Mm-hmm. And you want, if you are in that position of helping them, you want to exhibit that sort of vibe yeah right and you use your passion for the beach and your excitement to go Mm -hmm. as a way to get centered and stay grounded and that's how you would sort of make the connection there it's something personal to you it stands out and it directly relates to like a particular place of work right Mm -hmm. that in and the employer if you're presenting that in a context even if you're already working and you're making connections with your other uh workers that is something that they can say that's unique to Dr. Alexis. Right. And you know what? That I, I, as you're talking, I was thinking like when I do visualizations with um, visualizations of like meditation with the clients, they tend to be nature themed. <laughs> so like forest or beach, which are the two places that I love. Um, and then when we do any kind of like calming activities, I bring in gardening a lot mm-hmm. to uh, the work that I do with, with uh, my patients mm-hmm. um, and share those things that are of value to me through the work that I do as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say one more thing, and uh-huh. that's, you know, we both know Adam Grant's work. Oh, and I know. I wanted to mention him. He's so great. Awesome he is. <laughs> but he talks about how we spend a quarter of our life at work. Yeah. And that really, like, mathematically comes out 
because we really only have 168 hours in a week uh-huh. and 25% of that is spent at work. Right. But the other 75% mm-hmm. is affected by and it's, it's totally implicated by what happens at work. Yeah. And so all of this, you know, love for p- travel and um, going to the beach and going and spending time in nature, uh, if you can find ways to integrate those mm-hmm. into your work, yeah. it really adds a sense of um, purpose to it, to where your whole life doesn't feel like work. Yeah. And sometimes it does because that's maybe not the right fit. Right. Exactly. Thank mm-hmm. you so much, Thank doctor. You. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. You can put all of these tips and activities into action today. Visit witandreason.com to get links to the resources we shared on today's show and to connect with me, Dr. Alexis Moreno and Dr. Lanisha Adams. So definitely take a look at our website. Did you hear something on the show today that you relate to on a personal level? Share your story. Send us your recording on witandreason.com and we may be able to post it on our career and wellness Let's Do It page. Uh, it's part two of our career and, uh, and wellness uh, show. Thank you very much to DC Radio to Dr. Lanisha Adams. And of course, thank you all for listening. Stay posted on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Wit and Reason and DC Radio for our next show. I'm Dr. Alexis Moreno. Let's keep the conversation going. You've been listening to Wit and Reason with psychologist Dr. Alexis Moreno. For more information, visit witandreason.com. 